0: What's up everybody and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Tuesday, May 13th, 2014. You guys are listening to episode 157. Um back on track. Almost. Did it uh, last Thursday because of the surgery. We normally get him out on Mondays. And uh where I get him out on Mondays because I don't I'm not one of those guys with fucking producers. I just do this shit myself. But uh just, uh, but I didn't want to have that quick of a turnaround because I know people are catching up. So, uh, doing it here on Tuesday, like I said that I would. I hope everybody had a, uh, great time in between and, uh, a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, I know that I spent, uh, time with my mom and, uh, my mother in law and obviously my wife and stuff because we were all, um, we were just all hanging out. It just worked out that way, That's and, and it was great. It was great to be home, not be on the road, not be traveling, especially for a day like that. Um, now, that being said, I think that Mother's Day is horseshit. I think Father's Day is horseshit, and I think Valentine's Day is horseshit. I think treating the people that, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Mother's Day and the Father's Day thing is um, a little better. I guess because it's like okay, you know we love you, but this is a day we're really gonna show it. That that's fine. I mean, like I've said many times, Va- Valentine's Day is just horse shit. I mean, I'm just not. It's no reason, not even a reason to address it. It's just it's just a complete horse shit, and it's you know it's it's just a brutal, disgraceful fucking joke to just get some fucking chick flower. It, it's just you know if you love somebody, you you gotta Valentine's Day should be multiple times a year, not fucking one day. It's it's almost insulting. I'm not even going to get into that, Um, but Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know, you should always be cool, you know, I mean, obviously, people have different relationships with their mother and father, but I think if you have a decent one with them, it it shouldn't be one day, you appreciate it, but, you know, you take the day to hang out and do what they want to do, so I'm not going to be a dick about it. Um, It was nice to, you know, be with, um, obviously, my wife, because we have two kids, and, and my mother. My mother went through a lot of hard times. My mother, uh, obviously, my mother went through issues with me when I was younger. I was, you know, not easy. And, um, you know, my mom was diagnosed with cancer in 1997, and she was in stage four, and she was on her way out. And um, thanks to the Dana-Farber Institute in Boston, the trial drug two months came out two months before her last relapse, and um, it's kept her alive now for 14, 15 years where uh, all of my mom's tumors and all the cancer has basically shrunk and gone away and is completely inactive and my mom is, uh, you know, my mom, my sister and brother at the time of my mom getting sick in 97 was, I was a senior in high school and they were, I was what, going on 18 and they were, you know, oh my god, 10, 11, I mean, they it would have been really, really bad and now because of this drug, my mom is able to see um, her grandchildren, her children grow up. Uh, her youngest is my sister, who's, I believe, going to be 26. So, um, you know, my older brother, Christian, is uh, 40. I'm uh, 35 And my brother is 26 and my sister is 25. So my mom, you know, being around because of that, it's it's been a blessing. So to, you know, be able to have my kids running around her house and with all of her kids there was great. So, um, but I I want, and maybe that's why I don't really go that nuts for Mother's Day because I think there should be more days during the year like that where it's like, hey, you know what, mom's still around. So maybe I look at it from a selfish standpoint. But anyway, I hope you and your mother's, you know, had a good time, and, you know, I kind of feel bad for the shitty mothers out there, you know, I I always think about that, like, you ever think about, like, what some shitty mothers doing on Mother's Day, you know, it just, it's just weird, like, she's just probably sitting in a hotel room, smoking a cigarette, like, thinking about how she fucked up, or she's probably blowing a trucker, but there's got to be a mother out there, like, who realized she fucked up, and it's Mother's Day, and, like, she probably just looks at a hometown buffet with a bunch of, like watching a fat family hugging their fat mother. <laughs> and even though it's just a fat debacle of a mess, they're still just a big fat happy family and they're just going to go feed fat mom and she's probably just sitting at a truck stop or like a bus stop looking, smoking her Virginia Slim with like rotted out teeth knowing that she left her kids somewhere and her kids are probably happy. Yeah, that's a horrible thought, isn't it? But, you know, so I guess uh, the Verzi Effect will shout out to the shitty mothers on Mother's Day. What were you ladies doing, huh? Actually, I think shitty mothers on Mother's Day, they're so shitty that they probably don't look at it like, oh, I messed up. I would, They're probably just like, ah, oh, Mother's Day's stupid. I, you know, I had it rough. They're, you know, it wouldn't have worked out. Any, I don't think they're looking at I mean, maybe a couple, but shout out to the shitty mothers out there. And by the way, if you took your mother to a hometown buffet or a buffet, I fucking shame on you, okay? I don't even care if I lose you as a listener. If you took your mother to, I mean, that could be unacceptable for the week. I got another unacceptable for this week, okay? And uh, I got some unacceptables from the Twitter, uh, from the Twitter followers, and uh, we got some funny ones, some good ones, so we're going to talk about that. This is going to be a good Verzi Effect podcast. I'm up right now. I got my... Arnold Palmer, zero half and half iced tea with me. We're gonna be talking a little bit of sports. No movie this week, so there really won't be a movie segment because I just, you know, I just haven't seen anything. But um, gonna be talking about some cool stuff. Definitely gonna get into this Jay Z and Beyonce sister fighting in the elevator because uh, I have a, I, I have a remedy for this. And um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff that we're gonna talk about, but. If you took your mother like, like like the fact first of all like if if you guys can eat if an entire family can like just go to a buffet and pay like 7.99 or like 10 bucks and just eat all that shit and then you're eating fucking jello and pudding at the end of the night it, it's fucking gross. I mean have some respect for your mother. You know. Like Applebees is unacceptable on Mother's Day. Don't take if you're taking your mother to a fucking Applebee's. And listen, I, I know people are like, well, Paul, come on, man. What about people with no money that want to go out? You know something? Cook, go to the supermarket, okay? And with that 40 fucking bucks you were going to spend at that shitty Applebee's, go to the supermarket, get a couple of steaks, get some seasoning, chop up some onions, Get a get a decent bottle of wine. You could get a nice bottle of wine for not expensive these days. You know, you get a fucking nice fifteen, twenty dollar bottle of wine, get a couple of steaks or whatever. Take the forty five, fifty bucks that you were gonna spend at that shithole at Applebee's, go home and make something nice and sit down together as a family. Instead of going there with these fucking Oh my god, it's disgusting. You know? Olive Garden, I'll give you, and here's why I'll give it to you. Only because of the breads. and I don't go to Olive Garden, but my wife is big on salad. My wife loves salads, so she likes that all you could eat breadsticks and salads if she goes. Like, she likes things like that. My wife is weird. I'll give you that, okay? You sit down at Olive Garden, it's kind of like not really Italian, but you just eat salads, you sit down, you eat breadsticks, you could talk. The inside is actually nicer than those shitholes. But, I mean, if you can't take your mom... You take your mom to an old country, hometown, buffet, anything like that, it's unacceptable. You know, Red Robins, Chili's, Fridays, unacceptable. Not on Mother's Day. I know I just lost a lot of my Midwest listeners, but... <laughs> fuck you mean, man, hometown buffet is mac and cheese, unbelievable, dude, man, fuck TVE, this asshole, man, I've been listening for 158, and I got to hear him make fun of, mama likes, mama likes the pudding over there, no, I I don't know, man, I just look at it like, if you're gonna take your mother out on Mother's Day, either do it right, or go to the supermarket, and, and, you know, do, just, you know, don't, don't do it just to do it. My mom wants beef jerky. Dude, if you got your mother beef jerky, if you got your mother beef jerky on Mother's Day, like if that's where you're at, the best thing for you and everybody involved is you just walking in the street and jumping in front of a truck right now and drag your mother with you. Do her a favor so she doesn't have to get your next gift next year. (laughs) I'm kidding, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. That's my way of saying happy Mother's Day to everybody, but I hope you didn't take her to the hometown buffet. You know, it's funny when I was in high school, me and my friends like would go to there was it was actually old country buffet. And we would go to it. And we were so psyched. We're like, No, this is good. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, just stupid kids where like 10 bucks meant the world. 10 bucks meant you could get like a McChicken sandwich and fries. And you know, do like a Hey, buddy and get a 40 like you were set for the weekend. Remember those days, man, when you were like 15, 16 years old? That totally just makes me look like, that just shows how much I partied when I was younger. I'm talking about getting beers and shit. No, but remember when like, you know, any, like age 14 to 17, 10 bucks was huge. 10 bucks was like, you call your friend, you're like, dude, you got it? we gotta pick me up, you gotta go to the mall. You could buy a single. I remember one time I stole. I was thinking about this today. I was a bad kid, man. I was a bad kid. Like, I mean, not malicious though. Like I was never a malicious, mean spirited. I was always good to my parents. I was always good to, to my elders. But I was just like bad, meaning like I didn't care about the establishment. Like I'd steal from a fucking big like Sam Goody store. I remember who was the guy? Richard Marks? Was there who was a singer? He had like a mullet. And I remember I stole his single. It was when they were still selling single tapes. Was it Richard Marks? I think that might be it. And he had this single that I liked. I was young. And I remember I I walked into a Sam Goody and I took it off the shelf. And I'm walking on the escalator. But I had street smarts even then. I'm walking on the escalator and I had it in my pocket or something. And I was with a buddy and we were going up to the food court. And I noticed on the escalator that there was a Sam Goody employee on the escalator with us. And they were like looking up at the air like acting like... They weren't there for me. And what I did was I ditched it right, right when I got off the elevator. It was like my equivalent to like the movie Heat when I was 14 years old. I just fucking ditched this thing in like a plant. In one of those like fake rubber plants at the mall or something. And then I think when the guy came up to me, I didn't have it. Or like the guy, you know, just I, 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 nothing ever happened from it. But um, yeah, but I mean 10 bucks meant the world, you know. I would go get a McChicken sandwich and then, you know, either, you know, you'd either get like a pack of baseball cards, but it was just like, you just felt like, oh my God, I got $10, my Saturday is set, I could go, and that was when movies were like, movies were like five, six bucks too, so I remember one time, like my mom dropped me and a buddy off and I saw Batman and I got like a McChicken like meal and I was able to afford it and it was the greatest day ever. Um... But yeah, when we would go to the old country buffet, we would get like the mac and cheese and we would, you could get dessert, you could get dessert and ice cream. I mean, this is like the greatest, like, how is this place not, I can't believe it would close down, you know, like when it was closing down, we'd be like, what happened? Meanwhile, it was like, it was like when the, the country just started becoming the fattest pieces of shit on earth and just the, you realize the food and the preservatives and the I don't know if I talked about this. I think I did talk about this on a podcast a while ago. But I went back to the supermarket to get that ham that I like. Because we were were shopping in the supermarket, me and my wife. And we're in there. And she goes, "Uh, why don't you go get the lunch meat? I'll walk around with the kids to get dinner and stuff. So I go over to the deli there. And, um, you know, I usually go to the go-to's, you know. I love salami and stuff. But sometimes with the kids, you know, you got to get the turkey. You got to get the ham. You got to get the cheese. Like those are like the you know, ham and cheese sandwich, turkey and cheese, or turkey sandwich, like those are go-tos, you know, pretty much the mutual, everybody kind of likes them, so, I remember one time I was there, and the ham said it was, um, they were, it was all-natural, zero-preservative ham, and the shelf life on it was two days, and I tasted it, and it was delicious, and I was like, oh, make sure you eat this one in two days, because it'll go bad, because there's no preservatives, and I'm just thinking, what have we been putting in our bodies, so I went, and I got that again, and um, I ate, like, a lot of it. I only got a quarter pound, and I still had to throw some out because I, I, it was, like, three and a half days, and I'm not going to get sick. But that just goes to show you, like, you know, the shit that, that, that we put in our bodies and stuff. Uh, you know, if, if the best shit out there only lasts two days, I mean, no wonder why people get sick and fucking fat and fuck, you know what I mean? Like, the shit that we're eating out there is ridiculous. Everything should be all natural with no preservatives. And that's another thing that just makes me sick. People that just eat bad to fucking save a dollar twenty nine. It's almost like go. I look at it like this: if the people are like, "Well, you know, you're not really being sensitive to people that can afford. You're not really being sensitive to people what they could afford, and you know, people need coupons." Then listen, you know what? I look at it like this: for you and your family to eat healthier, cut down the portions. Okay? Nobody ever thinks of it like that. People are just like, "Well, no, in order for us to eat, no, cut down the portions. Tell your family, listen, we're slimming down cuz we're, you know, I don't want to we don't want to be fat pieces of shit." You know, look what's in your cabinets and shit. You know what I mean? Like me and my wife get into it sometimes cuz like my wife will buy like and it's hard cuz I love my wife will buy like an occasional bag of Doritos or like Oreo cookies for the kids. And I walk past it and I'm like, "Fuck, man, I got to throw two Oreos down the shoot right now." because let's be honest, everybody, Oreos are delicious, and, you know, I don't know, it's just like, I think about the stuff, like, how I've been eating now, like, I'm, I'm starting to like yogurt, which was really hard to do, I tweeted out the other day, I said that yogurt is is great for my diet, because every time I eat it, I get nauseous and can't eat anything else, but uh, there's, there's this one Greek yogurt that, like, it's it's really good, you know, I like that, I like frozen yogurt, and it's obviously instead of ice cream, so I'm, I'm trying to, and if I eat that, I don't eat that a lot, but I'm saying I'm trying to do better, I don't eat bread a lot at all, I'm just trying to do better, I'm just trying to, you know, cause listen man, the older you get, the metabolism and shit, and I, I you know, I I know that, like I'm the type of person where like if I ate bread a lot, I it would be fucking bad, you know? There's certain people that could eat, 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 and be fine. But, you know, I mean, I don't want that Carmelo Anthony metabolism. Because you know when Melo retires, it's a wrap. That guy's going to be a house. I'm calling it. That guy's, you could tell. Some people just got slow metabolism face. And he's one of them. Um, so, here's my wife though. My wife is, is, my wife is hilarious. Because the shit my wife, what, what makes my wife happy is so funny to me. And I love watching her get that happy like a little girl. My wife's happiest place is a Christmas tree shop. Okay? Now, I know some of you husbands listening there know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay? the uh, My wife goes into the Christmas tree shop and I swear to God, it's like somebody flicked a switch on her. Like I said to her, I said I said, as this is to say, I don't know if I could ever make you as happy as a Christmas tree shop. I I really just don't know. I don't know if I can get to that level. She walks in and she is just like... It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It would be as if everything you liked in your life was just all in one big store. But like the most unbelievable... Like you walk in in one aisle, you could talk to your fame, your, your your favorite athletes. You're just your favorite. You know Lawrence Taylor was just talking to you, giving out autographs. And the next aisle, your favorite ice cream was there. You know that. You know then the next aisle, they're just giving out hand jobs. Like it just it's just everything that would be incredible to you. W- is that's what that's what the Christmas tree shop is to my wife. It it's like we went there the other day, and she's like, "Oh, can I just return this?" And she got this. Thing. And the thing is, every time I make fun of it, she always has something in the house that I love. Like she got like these mugs that are really cool, so now I love them. And I'm like where do we get these mugs? And she's like, "Oh, we got them at the Christmas tree shop." So as much as I like joke on it and try to, you know, you know, just be a dick about it, she always like it's it's always great. So now I love going to the Christmas tree shop with her because I just love seeing the, this, this happy, it's, it's unbelievable, like, yeah, so, um, but the things she likes are hilarious, like, my wife is getting really, really big into plants now, and, um, you know, we have a big yard, we have a big house, we have, uh, we have, I mean, we have a lot of land in the house, so we have a lot of property on the house, I should say, you know, and, um, so, and that's another thing I'll talk to you guys about, because I want something here, my wife does want me to get it, but, Uh, And you guys are going to fucking laugh when I tell you what I want. But anyway, so my wife is really into planting and gardening. And now we're going to get like a tomato garden and we're going to do all this stuff. Um, And and I get it. I mean, all of our neighbors have a lot of property up here. And like it's a great area and and it's a a great, um, you know, place to have gardens and and, and plants and flowers. But like we have a lot of trees around us. We have a lot of, um, you know, stuff like that. And for Mother's Day, all she wanted from me, I was like, "What do you want for Mother's Day?" Like, not I didn't like, you know, because my wife is like, you know, we're we're trying to get the house the way exactly the way we want it and all that stuff. And so I'm like, "What do you want?" And she was like, "Well, you know, don't get me anything for Mother's Day until you talk to me or whatever." So I was like, "What do you want?" She's like, "I want a cherry tree." And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "I want a cherry tree." So I was like, "Where are you? I was like, "Where the fuck are you gonna get?" A, So she's like, no, we could go to Lowe's or Home Depot. They have all these things. So I was like, look, here's what we'll do. Instead of me going around looking for a cherry tree, okay? And she was like, no, don't get anything. She goes, we'll go together. I'll pick out stuff that I want, and it'll be my Mother's Day gift. So I say, fine. So we go to Home Depot, Lowe's, and all this stuff, and she ends up getting, this is what her present was. She got like a weeping cherry tree. So it's one of these cherry trees that just like falls down and stuff, and it's gonna be. I guess it's. I guess it's gonna be big. So we bought that, and it's like hanging through our sunroof. So I'm driving home. I got two kids in the back seat, my wife in the front. I got this fucking this this cherry tree going through my my car. Like leaves are like going on my two year old daughter's face. My son is sitting, there, and we got the 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 top of the tree sticking out. ...of the sunroof, like fucking Dino's head in the Flintstones... ...we're driving home with, okay? She also got plants, like she got like these... ...just little trays of plants, all kinds of shit. She got soil. And I was like, Stace, we live in the fucking woods... ...and you got a tree. You bought a tree. We live around trees. And you know what? Instead of fighting it, I was like, you know what? Happy Mother's Day. Here's your tree, here's your plants... Here's your soil. Go crazy. Go crazy. That's it. So that's what she got. She got a tree and she got her plants. She was happy. She's ready to get this tomato garden going under the kitchen window, which is off the deck, the whole deal. And you know what? If she's happy, I'm happy. That's it. Don't fight it, fellas. Don't fight it. Okay? If they want a weeping fucking anything, just get it. Because you'll be weeping for real if they don't. <laughs> wow, the end that I came together without me even, like, no, like, that wasn't planned. That was, that was beautiful. Came around full circle. That's what happens. Now, I want a horse. Okay, that's what I want. And I'm not, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I mean, like, my neighbor, my neighbor's got a couple of horses and goats and shit. and We have a lot of, you know, land and, and I could, I, I could, I could have the property here. If I have enough land here for a, for a horse or a pony, so we're driving down the road the other day, and I'm like, hey, listen, you know, let's let me get a let's get a horse, and she's like, no, and I was like, why not? And she's like, why are you kidding me? Like, what do we? What do you mean? What are you gonna do with a horse? And I was like, what do you mean? You know, I'd be like, it's probably easier than a dog, because they just like stand, you know what I mean? They're not gonna tear up the house. They're not coming inside. You know the thing's gonna hang out outside. You know you get just get a fuck you know, little barn with hay. I'll put it a barn far down in the backyard, just a one stable little barn there. We'll put hay down there. You know we'll maintain it every day. Feed the thing. You know throw the when the kids get older, throw the kids on the thing's back. Have it walk around the yard. When it's raining or whatever, we'll have a nice you know sturdy strong one horse barn for it you know during the day have it run around the backyard in the front yard or whatever you know maybe like a pony or like a mini horse or something and she doesn't want to do it so I told her let me just look at the prices of these things you know could get you know get a used one (laughs) or whatever it's called you know not a used one but we'll get like a you know a few years old or something something that's you know I don't don't even know what you call it yard train I mean the more I talk about it the more it probably makes sense that I don't get it but uh i don't know i want a horse or a pony or something i don't think you should have a lot of land without something like that you know one thing i told her i wanted to get and this is ridiculous and and this is this is like nuts but i want i was thinking about a ram like <laughs> i, I can i'm actually embarrassed to say this cuz i know you can't own them but i th- i thought it would be awesome to be like the only person with a ram like just a fucking ram, like a mountain ram, just sitting in your backyard, but then, you know, the thing will like run through, you know what I mean, like somebody, like your buddy goes to touch its head, and thing's head just caves in his chest, and he dies, and then you got a lawsuit, so I, I you can't have a ram, you know, but, um, you know, and then goats are boring, I don't know, I don't, what am I going to do with a goat, you know, I, I, want, I want something cool, you know, something nice. Want like a spotted horse or or you know a black or a white horse to be in my yard. That would be awesome. If anybody out there, I'm serious too. If anybody out there listening to the to the podcast knows how much a one stable horse as I'm saying this, I'm fearing my wife hearing me and coming downstairs and going, You're not getting a fucking horse, which she would do. But let me know. If it's realistic, if you do have the property, like how realistic it is to have like a one horse, like a a one horse stable, whatever it is, just to like maintain one horse on your property, like just let me know what that could be, or if there's such thing as like a mini horse. I think there is, you know. But I want something like that. I wanna, I wanna get a an animal here that, you know, is not a. Because the more I think about it, we were gonna get the dog, and we're holding off for now. Just because we're really busy right now. We're trying to get into the flow of things. And Lucas is going to be doing this summer camp thing and then starting kindergarten. So we're kind of holding off on the, on the on the dog. And I get that because, you know, right now if the dog is... We got, you know, we got these nice hardwood floors. I don't really want the dog to fuck that up. We got a good thing going without it. And we're, we're trying to redo the garages and all kinds of shit that we're trying to do. Which is completely probably boring to my listeners. But anyway... Um, so we're holding off on the dog, but now I'm thinking like, what about something else running around the yard? What can you get? I don't know. It's basically causing a fight. I mean, my neighbor, and I think part of it is I got, you know, the guy's got the bull. For you new listeners, my neighbor up on the top, he has like a Tony Montana compound and he has a bull outside, running around outside, a bull, a fucking horned real bull running around outside. It is hilarious, but like the guy, the guy's so rich and everything like that, you could, I mean he made stairs so you could go up and just feed the thing whole apples and my neighbor does that. My neighbor said like the thing started galloping and running and it was wet and rainy and muddy and she thought it was going to like stop and just glide through the fucking thing and crush her. But the thing stopped on a dime and ate the apple and, and went away. It's like a nice bull, but it just runs around. And then, you know, the guy's got goats and horses on his property. Why can't I have something like that? I mean, I don't need a bull. I don't need a couple of horses. But give me, you know, give me some little pony. My daughter could sit on a How great of a dad would I be? Yeah, here's the pony you grew up with. Get a pony for a few grand if you got the land, right? What do you feed a pony? Throw it some carrots, some hay? Gives a shit, you know? That just made me think of the Family Guy episode where he's like, remember I got to do that pony and then he opened the closet and and the pony was a skeleton. Family Guy just always delivers. Such a funny show. Anyway, moving on, everybody. Um, Some cool, exciting news that I'd like to share with my... um, you know, I'd like to share with my um, listeners here. TVE gets it first. I think um, I am going to be recording my album because I'm going to be out in Cleveland at Hilarity's. And guys, this is going to be uh, a really awesome, awesome weekend in Cleveland. Uh, Hilarity's, one of the best comedy clubs in America, on the, the 4th Street Theater in Cleveland. Nick Costas, Greek guy from Brooklyn, opened this club years ago. It's amazing. Um, and it's like a 400 seater and we're going to be doing six or seven shows there. And I think what I'm going to be doing is, um, I think I'm going to be recording my album that entire weekend there. So, um, if you're out there, I think that's what I'm going to do. I mean, we'll see how the recordings go and if I can get it, but, um, you know, it, it, I'm going to be doing enough time on stage each night and, and uh, you know, do a couple of half-hour sets. And so, um, you know, some comedians do it, like, from different locations and piece it together. I don't want to do that. I mean, I'd like to bang it out in a couple of shots. But, um, you know, so if you're out in Cleveland, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a great time. And me, Bartnick, and Lawhead are really excited about it. We're going to be there again. I mean, I'll plug it at the end, but that's May uh, 28th through June 1st. And hopefully I'll be doing my first album, and um, my album title keeps changing, but it's between a couple, and I was going to put this out there, I was going to talk to my, I talked to my wife, I talked to my friends, and they were like, no, don't do it, so I decided I'm not going to put it out there, but I'm going to put it out there just for my um, podcast listeners, so here, here's what I'm going to do um i was gonna post on facebook and give the titles of my album and then say which do you guys want the most or which do you guys think is the best album and then i was gonna go and um you know just kind of see what gets the most votes and then do it And then i'm like no, nah, man this is my first album and at the end of the day it's gonna be what i want but um, it came down, I've been changing it back and forth, but now it's like, you know, I got to shit or get off the pot cause it, it's coming. And once we edit this thing together, it needs to have a title of course. So my options were, um, the three options that I'm going to be, uh, thinking about and seriously considering, um, is nocturnal admissions is one of them. Not as awesome as this is another. And not as awesome as this is, if you've seen me live on stage, that's a joke that I do. That's actually a punchline in a story that I tell. And I don't want to give that away. But, uh, you know, so, but it's, it all makes sense if you see the act and if you see the joke that's obviously going to be in the album. Not as awesome as this is a huge part of one of my jokes. So, uh, and it goes good with an album. So it's either going to be nocturnal admissions, not as awesome as this. And one of the original ones was I preface everything by saying, let me tell you something. So, Nocturnal Admissions, Let Me Tell You Something, not as awesome as this. It's down to those three for my album. And uh, I'd be happy with any of them because any of them are, are are kind of, you know, me. Nocturnal Admissions is the one more eccentric one of it, but uh, it's just a funny play on words and, uh, you know kind of what I do, I'm a night guy, and I (laughs) confess a lot of shit, so, I don't know, let me, let me know if, you know, if you guys, um, you know, if there's one that sticks out, or one, you know, just by listening to me, and my cadence and shit on the podcast, if you think one is me more than the other, um, if you don't know the joke, not as awesome as this, you might not get it, but um, that's, that's what I'm looking to do, and I'm looking to uh, record that uh, at the end of this month, uh, into June uh, in Cleveland, so I will keep you guys posted. But uh, that's just—I'm um, really excited to get my first, uh, just get my first recording out there. That's going to be out there for uh, forever. So I will let you guys know more about that. Now, speaking of albums and music and fucking recordings, nobody bigger at doing that than uh, the legendary. Jay-Z, who got into a physical altercation with his sister-in-law in in an elevator, and I saw the footage of this, and uh, she walked in, and if you saw it, she walks up to his face, they're all dressed up in dresses, he's in like a white tux, she starts confronting him, she starts swinging on him, he stays completely calm, Beyonce is like kind of in the middle of him, but like kind of letting her sister say what she wants to say, Um, then starts kicking him, he grabs her foot kinda, and just holds it, and leaves it alone, he does nothing bad, and, um, or, or no retaliation, he just lets her go off, and then I find out that they get into different cars, and then they go about their business, they go about their, their two separate ways, or whatever, here's the fucking solution, everybody, okay, first of all, if you punch and kick me, I gotta be honest with you, like, I got punched in the face, by a woman once. And I'm not going to mention which one, but, uh, (laughs) I got punched in the face by a woman once hard. And then as soon as it happened, she looked at me and said, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And tried to console me. And, um, I grabbed that bitch by her throat and I knocked her the fuck out. No, I'm just kidding. I I just was like, I put my hands up and I said, uh, (laughs) how great would it be if I just left it like that and just kept going? I would literally probably lose half my listeners Uh, or gain some depending on, you know, knowing you animals. But anyway, no. So I just put my hand up and I said, "Okay, that's what we're going to do. And, you know, and she looked at me like, holy shit, like if you hit me right now, I would let you because I was wrong. Like she apologized instantly, instantly. And, you know, I kept my cool, and I put my hands up, and I was like, all right, you know. And uh, I'm not going to lie, it hurt, man. She hit me hard. She hit me hard, man. And um, it was like some Halle Berry in, in um, Boomerang shit. And uh, I just took it, and I walked away. And it was so hard and so wrong that, in my mind, I would have been just not, like, punching her back, but maybe just fucking, like, like scaring her, lunging at her, fucking, you know, I don't know, but anyway, what what I'm saying is, Jay Z was getting swung on, getting kicked on, and he kept this cool because he, you know, he knew obviously he couldn't do it. He I mean, he couldn't do anything anyway. I mean, even if he's in the, even if he's in the privacy zone, home with no cameras. I mean, when you're pushing, when you're when you're pushing close to a million bucks, and you're at the level that guy's at, you you can't. But my solution is very simple, and I tweeted this out, and I wholeheartedly believe this. I think that if you are a big star, you should have both male and female bodyguards. And, you know, you just get that big, huge dude who can throw people through walls, that big bouncer-looking guy, okay, with the shades on, just standing there with his arms crossed, and when it's time to rock and roll, he's ready. And then on the other side of that, you just get some broody fucking ex-cop ex-military chick, you know, who fucking chews on Slim Jims, and fucking has a toothpick in her mouth, you know, just the type of chick that, you know, you would see in a, you know, one of those like, you know, movies with like a sniper, just a fucking badass bitch, and you, she's standing on the other side of you, and you got one and one, and you know what? If it's a dude coming, that big dude with the shades, grabs him by the throat, knocks his ass out, throws him around like a like a rag doll, and it's a rap. And if it's a chick throwing her hands up, and well, I fucking kill you. By the way, you know they all talking. Fuck, I did a slapping and kicking. Just that big broody chick just grabs her by the throat, one shot to the jaw, throws her over her shoulder, throws her back in her car service, and gets her the fuck out of there. I mean, that's it. And you know what would be great about that? Beyonce couldn't say shit. Because Jay-Z would be like, what do you want? She just, I pay her. If anybody attacks me, she's got to do it. You know? She'll do it to you, Beyonce. she'll fucking, do, her, I pay her. That if a female comes up and attacks me or tries to do anything to me or anybody that I'm associated with, if a female does that, this female bodyguard fucks her up. And how great would it be, let's be honest right now, how great would it be, because the big guy in the elevator just held her back, but how great would it be if there was a female bodyguard, and you just saw her start swinging, and she just grabbed the neck, punched the face, and then the girl just cold cocked, like Ray Rice, just had to be dragged out by a, oh my god, be epic, absolutely epic. I got there's nothing worse than a woman that kicks and swings on a man knowing he's not gonna hit her back. It's such a fucking bitchy shitty move. It really is. You know, and that's such a shitty thing to do to a guy that's a fucking billionaire, who clearly didn't do like I heard it was over verbal. It was over like him wanting to go to some after party or something. And it's like this guy's almost got a billion dollars. He's a huge star. Your sister's a huge star. They're both in an elevator, and you're gonna just start doing that like and swinging and kicking. Come on, man. That's like ridiculous. Like if I was Jay Z, I would be like, yo, tell you, I'm not hanging out with your sister ever again. It's always a wrap you know, and it's like, who is she, she's not doing anything, somebody said something funny, like, that was her best hit in years, or like, I just pictured her, like, while she was swinging at him, going, and how come you never do a song with me, I can't get anything on the radio, you fucking ass, like, it's just so ridiculous, it's like, who are you kicking on me, swinging on me, female and male bodyguards, I'm telling you, that is the new thing. God willing if I am ever able to get to a level in comedy where I need a bodyguard if that can if that day ever happened where I had I would get both and I would be hoping to God a female would try to attack me I would actually like go harder at women on stage just so one drunk one would yell something or try to run at me so my female bodyguard could just fucking suplex her in the lobby of a theater oh my god would that be epic you couldn't do anything. You can't do anything. It's bulletproof. It's bulletproof. So that's what Jay... So Jay-Z, that's what you do. Get a female bodyguard too. Unacceptable time, everybody. I know it's some of your favorite time. It's, it's mine too. So here we go. First, I will read off some of these uh, unacceptables for the week. And then I will read mine. And then... Uh, what else? We'll get into sports. We'll get into some plugs. We're doing good on time here. So here we go. Almost forty minutes in. Unacceptable time. Um, thank you guys, by the way, for the tweets. And if I don't read yours, it doesn't mean that I didn't like it. It's just that I only like to do like three or four a week. But uh, keep sending them. And if you keep sending them, I'll see them, and I'll eventually get to you know I'll eventually get to yours uh, too. And usually the unacceptables are always just great and perfect and people really uh, have a great understanding of what exactly it, it it means to have that unacceptable for the week because it's just a frustration thing that you could just tweet out. So here we go. The first one. Oh, this is my buddy. This is my buddy. Um, this dude and I went to school together. We played ball together. My buddy Mitch Botanic. Shout out to Mitch. Um, thanks for listening, brother, too um but mitch says and his twitter feed is uh first pitch mitch mitch was a uh good baseball player man uh great baseball player played in college and all that and uh i believe he writes a column for uh, one of the sports uh, blogs uh, sport um what's it called websites for the mets But anyway, uh, Mitch Botanic, first pitch Mitch, uh, at first pitch Mitch is is a Twitter feed. He wrote, uh, (laughs) a guy uh, in his, you know, his office gym was showering with the curtain completely open. Unacceptable. Abso-fuck. Dude, that's such a funny one because um, we would, when uh, I was in Canada with Bill Burr, we would um, a lot of times go to steam rooms. Like we would steam you know, but like we would wear bathing suits, you know, like you, a great steam is unbelievable, you'd go to a, you'd go to a spa, and you would do the whole thing, there'd be like a steam room, you know, you could, they, they, you just, they have like the relaxation tables with the TVs, they had like the showers, and you do like the, the hot and the cold and the relaxing, but you know, you'd have a bathing suit on, and you'd have like flip-flops, and there would always be that one guy, just walking around buck making everybody uncomfortable and it's like yeah we get it we're all fucking human and we have the same body parts but do you have to like like just flaunt the fact that you're naked like just flaunt it around like hey yeah I'm, I'm the naked guy like it's just weird it's weird so that is definitely unacceptable but showering with the curtain open is really weird because it's almost like dude there's a curtain here for a reason You know what I mean? Like it's not like a locker room in a sporting event where like you may have to be naked real quick to get to your locker and people see it, but like you're in something that has a curtain and you're just showering with the curtain blatantly wide open. That is unacceptable. So that's a good one, Mitch. I hope you're well, brother. Thanks for uh, listening to the show, too. Also, uh, here's one, Uh, Merrill, and the Twitter feed is I miss Merrill. That's uh, M E R. YL saying shopping carts (laughs) in the parking spot. Yeah, shop, leaving the part, leaving the shopping cart in a parking space so you can't park. That's definitely annoying. Now, I will say this I go to a lot of, a lot of times I go to supermarkets and Targets and stuff like that with the kids to go pick something up that we may need. And um, my pharmacy is at a Target pharmacy because that's, you know, just where it works out. And, I do that where I will not sometimes take the cart all the way back to the cart station, but I do always make sure that a car can park in the spot. Leaving it in the middle, such a great unacceptable. I agree with you 100% Merrill because that's just like, that's just not only is that, not cool for the employees there. That's just a dick move to anybody. Like it's almost like you're purposely being an asshole. Like yeah, fuck you. You're not gonna get this parking space because I'm gonna leave it here. Like that's that's unacceptable. So that's a great one. Um, another great one. Okay, uh, what is this one here? Okay, this one. This one is. I got two things with this one. This one is, and I'm gonna probably butcher the name. I'm sorry if I butcher the name, but the name is uh, Taylor. Pakika P- is P E C I K A Kika. Pakika. Taylor Pakika at T Pakika is a Twitter feed. And it says, holding the door and they don't say thank you. Now, that's a good one. That's actually a great unacceptable because that, I mean, I don't know what could be more unacceptable than having the person, you doing a good deed for the person who's literally right in front of you and they don't recognize it. That's completely unacceptable. But, um, what about the flip side to it? Like, what about when you say somebody holds the door for you and you say, thank you. And they don't acknowledge it. I find that weird too. That happened to me recently at my son's daycare where like the woman was like forced to hold the door because like we were close enough where she would have just looked like a complete cunt if she didn't. Like if she didn't hold the door, she would have looked like the biggest cunt. I got two kids. But I could tell she almost didn't want to. I I felt that way. Maybe it's me. And and then there was and then I said thank you. And like the just it was just a really weird kind of thing. And it was almost like you could say you're welcome. Like you did the deed, like recognize it. Like it was just weird. I don't like that. So I think anything with that, where one person does a good deed and the other one is just weird about it, um, or vice versa, it's just it's unacceptable. Like I, I don't understand how people were, how people grew up. Seriously, like I, I really like. Sometimes I think, and I'm just like, how how much did your parents suck? That like, don't you know that you fucking miserable piece of shit? Seriously, like, like you're a miserable piece of shit. You have shitty parents. How great would that be if you said that to somebody? If you just went up to somebody, you go, "You know something? It's not your fault." And they were like, "What do you mean?" You're like, it's just not your fault, man. It's like, you know, you had shitty parents. You know, you obviously had shitty parents who didn't teach you the proper manners because, you know, I just held the door for you and like you just didn't acknowledge it almost. So you're either a sociopath, narcissistic, or or just have really shitty parents. And I I just got to say, you it's your existence sucks. Okay. Fuck you in the next move you make in your car or wherever you go. I hope you have a shitty meal and you suck today and every day. Go fuck yourself. I swear to God, I really just got genuinely, like, forgot that I was doing a podcast and just genuinely got that mad. But seriously, it's like, who, who, didn't your, pa- like, my son and daughter are going to grow up to be such respectful, nice people. And, and, and it's, you want to know why? It's because me and my wife fucking get it and we're awesome that's why because as shitty as we had it growing up our parents at least told us the right the, the certain things to do you know it's almost like you, it's like a manual your life is like a manual and sometimes maybe pages are ripped out but you get the fucking basics of it you get the blueprint of it have some fucking tact i swear to god man people suck some people fucking suck you know all right next one, um, Chris Teal, uh, Chris Teal says, and his Twitter feed is at Chris Vindicated, getting drive-through food, four meals, and only getting one napkin, now, uh, that's a great one, that's unacceptable, that's unacceptable, and you know what that says, that's a lazy employee who basically is like, yeah? Do they have the meals? Do they have- okay, okay, good. Just grab, grab, quick, quick, ke- uh, ketchup and and one and and just do, like she actually, he or she didn't even think of the napkins. That was just like a robotic instinct to just grab one and put it in. Because what they were doing was they were like, okay, counting like they're like counting the nuggets or counting the sandwiches. Like, okay, one, two, three, four. All right, so we got the four meals. Did they get the sides good? Okay, now it's out the door. And as it's going out the door, it's like ketchup and just autopilot, grabs one napkin and puts it in. Not realizing there's four people. I bet you the average napkin use per person is probably three or four. I know I'm a three napkin guy. Because cause for me, it's like one for the mouth, then one for the hands and fingers. And then I like to have that backup clean one. Got to have like that backup clean one in case shit goes bad. You know, or in case there's like a lot of like sauce or dressing on something. You just have the dry, you, you have the dry backup. That's what you got. Uh, Yeah, but that's unacceptable. Laziness. Absolute laziness. So thank you guys, everybody, for the uh, unacceptables. Uh, I will read yours out. I will put your Twitter feed um, out there. Please keep sending them. I have a, I have a great time with it. And as you guys know, the unacceptable for the week is, um, is just a lot of fun and, uh, you know, one of the favorites of the show. So uh, thanks to uh, Mitch, Merrill, Taylor, and Chris. Now it's time for my unacceptable for the week and it is very simple it is cut and dry it annoyed me it's going to continue to annoy me forever and it is the gay football player michael sam uh, with the cake the fuck the cake did it for me guys i don't know if you guys saw it if you guys if you guys didn't i i, I didn't believe it i got a text about it and i was like there's no way here's the thing i have absolutely no problem with, you know, um, the kiss, kissing the guy, I mean, look, there, dude, there's gay people, and that's fine, and I got nothing against gays, and I, I think that, uh, you know, I think if you have something against gay people, I think you're a shitty person, man, I, I do, I, I just think it, you know, you know, mind your fucking business, Mind your business and let people be and And good for the NFL for drafting the first openly gay because I've heard that out of all the major sports, the most gays are in the NFL. This guy just happened to come out, but I've heard that there's a lot of gays in the NFL. And, um and this guy had the balls before a draft to say, yeah, I'm gay I'm cool with that I'm, I'm, I' it's great the NFL didn't shy away from him and they welcomed him with open arms and they drafted him. that's great And you know what it's fine that his boyfriend's sitting next to him that's fine And you know what if he wants to kiss his boyfriend on the mouth the way all these NFL did uh, uh, these draft picks kiss their girlfriends on the mouth that's fine the cake it's unacceptable. It's over the top, and it's look at me, I'm gay, and, and we're over gaying this shit, and it's fucking unacceptable, it's stupid, you didn't have to do the cake, okay, it's like have some class, what's next, you're gonna put on a fucking slow song and start crying, give me a fucking break, seriously, I'm not even kidding, like, it, it it's just, it's so like, oh, it, it's so, it, it, you know what he did, he fucking ruined it, because he had to make a spectacle of himself, and I'm not going to lie, it was funny to see this gigantic, like, football linebacker sitting there with, like, that fucking flamboyantly gay dude to his left, and then that moose, that moose of a teammate. It looked like he just had a teammate on his right that was just a m- fucking moose, and then, you know, but it, it was just funny to see that that guy, that, you know, is is his, his lover or whatever was sitting right there, but that was fine. And of course, you got to expect a kiss. All these guys getting drafted kiss their girlfriend, but rubbing cake on the nose and face and then kissing again, it's so much like, oh my God, yeah, like it had to be even more of a spectacle. And no one's doing that, you know? It's like the straight guy doesn't pull out his girlfriend's tit and start sucking it or start fucking throwing cake on her face or having hors d'oeuvres and sticking fucking cookies in her mouth. No. He kisses his girlfriend on the, you know, on the lips and and hugs her and yeah, great, you're going and the, yeah, the, the the cake, it's unacceptable, it's unacceptable. And I really want him to get hit really hard, just like at the beginning, of like this first thing. that just fucking and, and I would, how great would it be if some guy just hit him and goes, dude, the cake was too much, just whispered in his little fucking helmet hole in the ear, just the cake, you do, you went too far with the cake, Michael. Come on, man. It's an NFL draft, for Christ's sake. Yeah, we get it. You're the first gay, openly gay fucking guy to be drafted by the NFL. Do you have to rub cake in his face? Oh, my God. Uh, That's set gay people back. Do you understand that That set the gay people back? You know? What's next? Woohoo! yay! Fucking confetti flies and they start dancing. Give me a fucking break, man. It's like have some class intact. You want to kiss your boyfriend or lover on the mouth like everyone else does? Good. But you don't don't keep doing it. It's just so it's it's just over the top fucking bullshit. It, it it was so over the top. Look at me, yeah, we get it, dude. We get it. You're a big fucking gay dude. You don't have to fucking shove cake in his face. Fucking annoying man. It's just over the top bullshit. That's what I find unacceptable for the week. The cake. It was the cake. Everything else was fine. There was no reason for the cake. <laughs> and i didn't i didn't believe it because i got a text and my buddy shout out to Sean Quinn my uh, friend comedian friend uh, originally from philly those horrible sports fans he is out in los angeles and he says um sam got michael sam got drafted And he goes, yeah, man, he really, you know, he kind of, they went over the top with it. And he was like, yeah, man, he started kissing his boyfriend. Then they, you know, and I I just was like, oh, really, whatever. And then he was like, yeah, and then they started rubbing cake. Then he rubbed cake in his face and kept kissing. And then that's when I thought he was messing with me. I'm like, no, he didn't. You know, and then I just put like, yeah, cake. And I go like, LOL. And I put like cake question mark. And he goes, no, dude, I swear to God, I'm dead serious. And then I come home and I put on ESPN and it says like St. Louis Rams draft Michael Sam. And then I showed it and then they showed a kiss and I didn't see the cake. And then afterwards I saw the cake and I was like, this is ridiculous. This is just fucking, you know, I almost wonder if the media there or like was like, hey, do something really like because it just would you ever do that? You know, like that's wedding shit. You got drafted. I mean, so did, you know, 300 other people. You got get drafted. Unacceptable for the week. I don't like that shit. And I hope anybody doesn't listen to this going, oh, you're insensitive. Because I, I am, listen, I am all for equality with everybody, man everybody should be treated the way that they want to be treated I think people should mind their business and let people do it but when you do something like that and just have to go the extra mile like that just to like kind of really shove it in people's face it's just it, it it's silly it's silly it's like dude you were accepted that's great the NFL showed that they accepted it but like you know cake oh my god and I'll tell you what dude if he's ramming that little white dude in the ass, that little white dude's going to have some serious fucking health issues with that fucking animal. Because that guy has a big boy, man. <laughs> uh, and you would think a gay dude like Michael Sam would fix, fix your teeth, dude. All right, I'm done with that. Enough. I just, It was just a cake thing. Whatever. I wish him well on the Rams. I think that's a funny name to be drafted to when you're a gay man. He's on the Rams but (laughs) I'm sorry that's an easy joke relax um so that's it for the unacceptable segment everybody um again thanks to all the people that uh, put them out Uh, please send more out I'll do it there's my unacceptable for the week um now we will move on to plugs wow this show was fun this one went nice and quick and smooth I think this was a good one no I think it was a good one um I want a horse I talked about that um my stomach's getting better, everybody. Surgery is going good. I almost messed up on Mother's Day. I started swinging my son around in a blanket, and I didn't realize he's over 25 pounds, and I can't do that for like six weeks. So who knows how that's going to who knows how that's gonna ruin the healing process going on. But um, all right, so we talked about that. What else? Yep, they're recording the album in Cleveland. And, um, yeah, I got to get the album done, man, because I'm just getting tired of material. I just need a new batch of material. I need a new... Just a whole thing after touring with Burr and touring myself. And I'm going to start to headline some stuff uh, coming up, um, which I'll mention now. But uh, I'm ready for the new batch and to continue to grow and do all that stuff. So um, that's it. Uh, sports, uh, pretty simple. Sports is just watching um, the NBA playoffs. You know, th- this round is nowhere near. Nowhere near as good as the first round. I mean, the first round had five game sevens now, I think, with Brooklyn losing yesterday. That was the only time I root against, uh, the only time I root for Brooklyn was when they play the Heat, because I don't like the Nets. But uh, it looks like that's a wrap. I think the Miami Heat will finish that one in five. It looks like the Spurs and Portland It's 3-0 Spurs. I think Portland's going to be done. Um, the only real good one is Clippers, OKC right now. And the Wizards and the Pacers are 3-2, to to three to two, I think. So that could be good. But it just hasn't been that as good. What I did watch tonight was I watched like the – and I'm not a hockey guy, but I watched like the last part of the um, Rangers game and the Rangers beating the Penguins. That was pretty cool. So I got to tell you, hockey gets intense in the playoffs when like – It's like 2-1, to and like one goal can change everything. And it's like with all all that on the line for all the marbles, it's pretty cool. So I was watching that. Uh, Yankees-Mets I could give a shit about. I try to just keep up and watch it a little bit, but I'm not into it yet because let's be honest, it's the beginning of May. Nobody cares. Um, That's it. That's pretty much it for sports. Um, Now let's do some plugs. Some cool stuff going on. Um, I will be headlining, and these are some later dates, so, but in August, I will be headlining, I I think it's called the Lucky Club, Lucky Comedy Club, Lucky's Comedy Club, something like that, it's a brand new comedy club that's opening up in New Orleans, and um, I will be headlining there in uh, August, I will get those dates, but if you're in that area, and uh, you wanted to see me, I will be coming there, I will also be headlining, oh no, I'm sorry, that's in is that in July? I don't know when the fuck that is. I'm going. I'm going to New Orleans this year. Um, in August, I will be headlining in South Beach, Miami, at the Comedy Inn Comedy Club, and hotel or whatever. I'll be out there, um, and I have some more headlining dates coming up. So I'm going to be doing a lot more headlining towards the end of the year, everybody. And I got some cool things in the works. The documentary is about a month and a half away from being uh, getting ready to be edited. And, um, as I said before, it looks like the album's gonna be done, um, this summer, too. So, that's that. Now, again, please, if you are in the Ohio-Cleveland area, um, this week, uh, and I'm sorry, two weeks from now, starting on the 28th through June 1st, me, Joe Bartnick, Jason Lawhead, for the Bill Burr Presents The All-In Tour. Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast presents The All-In Tour. is hitting Cleveland, and we've already been selling tickets. Uh, I'm going to have a link. There's a little coming attraction to it. It's um, a great room, a great venue. My album may come from this weekend, or that weekend, I should say, and I'm looking so forward to it. So please check that out. We did great numbers on the West Coast for as quickly as we had to do it. And we had shitty days. We had Mondays and Tuesdays in Portland and Seattle and all kinds of shit like that. Now we're going to be on the East Coast doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in Cleveland. So come out to one of those shows. It's going to be a blast. Uh, This week, starting tomorrow night, I'm doing two shows tomorrow, um, two of my favorite clubs in the area. I will be at The Stand at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, New York City, 20th and 3rd. Then at 9 o'clock, I will be up in West Nyack at Levity Live. I got to go from one to the other real quick. I will be closing out their 7.30 show um, tomorrow night at Levity Live. So 8 o'clock at The Stand nine o'clock uh i'll be closing out that show so i might go on stage around 9 30 at levity live in west nyack check those out and um come out to come out to cleveland uh the last weekend of the month and that's uh pretty much it everybody uh thank you guys for listening this has been episode 159 uh thanks again for everybody for the uh, unacceptables uh, Jay-Z, get yourself a female... Any big star, get yourself a female bodyguard too. That is the the game changer. Okay? I'm calling it now. I swear to God, I would do that on like... Somebody should like, just fucking pitch that on Shark Tank. Just a female, just a broody fucking female. Oh my God, how great of an idea would that be? If there was just an agency that just put out... Fucking like gigantic brutes. Just like fucking wrist pumping. You know those things like to make your wrist or your forearm stronger? The things that you pump like it's like those plastic little bars. Just like just fucking just chicks that can just fucking rip somebody's head off. It's almost like a temp agency for chick bodyguards. Like their training is you just got to see if they go like how they can knock people out and shit be a funny sketch, you know, and just all over. They just get dispatched all over the country to the biggest stars and, like, no females would ever get out of line because they know fucking, you know, Mandy from Brute's temp agency is going to knock her block off. That would be great. Um, but that's the show, everybody. So please uh, check me out on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Follow me on Facebook and... And um, that's it. Look out for the album coming out this summer. And uh, let me know which uh, title you guys like. I mean, it's probably, I'm not going to lie to you. It's probably not going to matter. I mean, I'm just curious. But, I mean, I'm going to pick what I want to pick. But Nocturnal Admissions, let me tell you something, not as awesome as this. Until episode 160. That's right. Almost 40 away from 200. Until 160, I will talk to you guys soon. I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, I'm out of here.